spirit is moving now. We just want you to put your faith in God and know that he can deliver you. Only believe the Holy Spirit is here now to deliver every soul. The power of God is here now. He said it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. You will never have such a wonderful opportunity in your life as you have now. Oh, in the name of Jesus, will you do what I did many years ago? Give your life right over to God. I don't mean half-heartedly. I mean to really do it. Let the Spirit take you over, brother. Let the Spirit take you over, sister. There's power in the name of Jesus to deliver you. And the power of God is in this meeting now. I believe this time coming and before very long when the Holy Spirit is going to be taken off the earth. But the Holy Spirit's here tonight and it's right here in Lowestoft. And you can be delivered, brother. You can be delivered, my sister. You can be set free for the power of the living God tonight. There's so many Holy Ghost believers here. My Holy Ghost brother, my Holy Ghost sister, have faith now bring the power down. That those are souls who have never had the experiences you and I have, that they might enter into the joy of the Lord. Hashanda Gaburianda Kamala Shandai. Oh brother, oh sister, the power of God is here to deliver. Come in, my brother. Come in, my sister. Don't hesitate. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of life in Christ has made us free. Come out of condemnation straight tonight. Come into deliverance. The power of God is here to deliver tonight. Praise his precious name. Only oh, believe, brother. Jesus is here. Come on, sister. Come on, brother. Bring the power down. Bring the power down. Use your faith. Use yourself. Bring the power down. Get of your mind. This is a body ministry. You have a responsibility as much as I have to bring the power down, to set the captives free in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shabbat God bless Bring it down, brother. Come on, sister. Bring the power of God down. Oh, I'm shaking down on my Oh, Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Shall I go and shut up on the car of the car of Bless the one next to you. Put your hand upon them. Love them. If you feel left to pray for somebody, pray for them. Bring the power down, sister. Bring the power down, brother. Bring the power down. Do something different tonight. Do something different. The power of God is here now. The very precious soul. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Every fetter, Jesus breaks every fetter, every fetter broken. Shall I go for Sabbath? Oh, Sabbath, 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 Sabbath,
Bless the one next to you. Put your faith into operation, brother. My sister, you've never done it before. Come free. Do something different. Do something different. Just bless one another now. The power of God is here to deliver. Hallelujah. Shalom da goba sibarakanda. Oh, Amen. Come out of your seats, some of you, and go and pray for one another. Come out of your seats and pray for one
stop you getting a blessing tonight and that's yourself <laughs> that's do you know that's what the Lord was showing me he was showing me it's like a soap bubble it's like a soap bubble we get inside this big bubble and that's me <laughs> that's me and we think well what can I do what can I do what have I got? <laughs> but you know, when Jesus comes along, that bubble's burst. <laughs> God burst the bubble. And you know, we become outgoing. Bless the Lord. Outgoing. Now, if you're not outgoing tonight, God hasn't burst your bubble. I'll, I'll guarantee that. I'll guarantee that. If you're stuck in yourself, stuck in your seat, <laughs> then God hasn't burst your bubble. But you know, Jesus is here tonight to burst your bubble. Hallelujah. I tell you, when a bubble bursts, it doesn't half go, doesn't it, with a bang, you know. It doesn't half go with a bang, it's sort of whoop. <laughs> when, God, when God touches your life and self goes out, then it's a big bang. Hallelujah. And I thank God tonight that God has burst my bubble. And brother and sister, if you're feeling bound up and stuck in your seat, just ask him to burst your bubble. <laughs> well, if you don't feel you don't feel he has, well, we're always encouraging you to get out of your seat and go around and bless somebody else. You know, <laughs> that's when God starts to burst your bubble because you, you've realised that God is in you. And God is able to do something through you. And it, it, it's a whole new world. It is. It's a whole new world. A whole new world. Hallelujah. Oh, it's a whole new world. Whole new world. Whole new world. Whole new world. New world. New horizons. New landmarks. Hallelujah. You can see other people. And you can look at them with love. <laughs> you can look at them with the, light, the eyes of Jesus. The eyes of love. Not your own eyes, because my eyes, my eyes, when I look at people, I start to get a bit, you know, and I have to look away. You know, that's my eyes. But you know, when Jesus is there, that's why Henry, he, he looks at people's eyes. I've watched him. <laughs> he looks in their eyes. And you know, your eyes are different. Your eyes are different. You're not shifty eyed anymore. <laughs> God puts a. <laughs> God, put... 
God puts a glint in your eye. He, he does. I can see a lot of glints in people's eye tonight. And it's that glint that catches people. You know, God has put us in the world to catch people. But we've got something far greater. Far more. <laughs> I don't know. You know, <laughs> people find they can't get away from us. <laughs> they want to. <laughs> they do. Quite often. <laughs> Quite often they don't want to. <laughs> 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 Quite often, quite often they, they want to run away, but you see, there's something attractive in Jesus. And I'm not talking about myself, there's something attractive in Jesus <laughs> that you can't get away from. <laughs> it says, what does it say? It says, so you go to the ends of the earth, I am there. Do you know, there's people all over this world that have got this Jesus. And they've got this vision of no longer self, but God. Hallelujah. That does it, you see. It's bubbling, really bubbling. Yeah. Praise God, the bubble comes in here, and I tell you, people feel it when it bursts. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, Sylvia, a quick one from you, my darling. You had the bubble, you know what it's like, darling. Well, I'm pleased that Jesus has set me free. Oh, amen. And, you know, somebody was saying about dancing in the kitchen. Well, I'm the same. I, uh, I tap dance. Jesus sets me free. If I feel a little bit down, I start tap dancing in the kitchen. My husband came and he said, what on earth are you doing? I said, I'm, I've been set free. I'm dancing in the kitchen. And I just tap dance and it just takes all my cares away. But the Lord's really been good to me and he's shown me so many things, especially in this last year. And, you know, he's shown me that where my peace is, that's where my joy is also. And if I've lost my peace, then I've lost my joy. And if I just keep going over where that peace is deep down, then I know that nobody can take it away from me, that the Lord's put it there. I just praise, praise his name. Thank you, Jesus. You can tap dance, can you? Well, we're going to do it. Praise him in the dance. I've never seen it done in a glory meeting before, but what tune do you want to do it in? A tap dance for the glory of God. I once had a man what had a ventriloquist dog, and this ventriloquist dog says, about time you got saved. He spoke to him, and he used to speak to other people to get saved with his doll in his arms. Anyway, you can come and come out and get the tune.
Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, brothers and sisters, it's good to be free tonight. You know, I feel very privileged. I feel very privileged tonight to be free. You know, I feel really, really, really blessed deep down in my soul. And I thank God for Jesus tonight. You know, I really thank him that I was really born again. And you know, this is where it all begins. What really matters tonight is that there was a time in your life when you was really born again. When you was really born again. I said when you was really born again. You know, my salvation is so real to me tonight. It's so wonderful tonight and I feel so privileged to realize that God has fastened me to that rock Christ Jesus. And you know, I feel privileged tonight that I came under the shed blood of Jesus. And I thank God for that day when he came into my life and he set me free. And you know, I'm glad that I'm free tonight. And I'm glad that I'm a heavy drinker tonight. Oh, praise the Lord. You know, I just keep drinking and drinking at the fountain. And I thank God that I'm a heavy drinker tonight. Oh, bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing like it, you know. We've been talking a lot tonight about drinking and about wine. But listen, I'm going to tell you something. You know, at the wedding feast, this is what blesses me about it, at the wedding feast, that Jesus just sat by and watched them run out of their natural wine. He sat there and he just let them run right out of it. That's right. Until there was nothing left at all. And the Bible says that they'd come to a time where they'd lost the taste. The palate was impaired by drink. And it was at such a time as this that the host would bring forth the rubbish. The reason was was because they could get drunk more on, on the rubbish. They could, they could add to the drunkenness, but they couldn't tell the difference. They didn't know that there was drinking rubbish. Because the their taste had gone. The taste buds had been affected. And yet the Word of God tells us that here's one man who had lost his taste. And yet the wine that they gave him that Jesus made, he could taste the difference. He'd got no taste. But he could taste the difference. Oh, hallelujah. Doesn't this tell you something, brothers? Doesn't this tell you something? That when God does it, you can tell the difference. Hallelujah. You can tell the difference. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you've been drinking. When God gives you something, you'll taste the difference. Hallelujah. I tell you, I drank from all kinds of systems. Before I was saved, I ran a wild life. 
I did what I wanted to do. I said what I wanted to say. I drank when I wanted to drink. I cursed when I wanted to curse. I fought when I wanted to fight. I did everything that I wanted to do. But God made the difference. Hallelujah. There was a day when somebody told me that Jesus could change my life. And oh, bless the Lord, when Jesus came in, I tasted the difference. I drank of the broken cisterns, but now I was drinking at the fountain of life. Hallelujah. God made the difference, the difference in my heart. But I'm going to tell you something. That all I went into a monastic life, into a monastic religion. And I began to drink of a religious wine. But you know there was a day some 17 or 18 years ago when God came in in a new way. Oh, I was really born again. I'd been washed in the precious blood of Jesus. I was free from the smoking. I was free from the gambling. I was free from all my life of sin. I was free from the things that bound me. Oh, I'd entered into a new life. God had filled me with the Holy Ghost. But you know, I found that secretly and slowly, but surely, my pastors and my ministers began to put another burden on me. Jesus spoke of such men. He spoke to such men. He said of the ministers in his day. He said, I've no time for you. Because you put burdens on the people. And they're unable to bear them. I tell you this, brothers and sisters. You talk about we don't pray. You've got no time for the glory folk. Because they're all froth and bubble. You've got no time for the glory folk because it's all outward show. Well, I'm going to tell you something. There's a time in my life when from the early hours of the morning, I used to come downstairs and I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm telling you something that God set me free from. I used to come down in the early hours of the morning when nobody else was about, with no shoes on my feet, no heat in the house, and in the early hours of the morning when the window panes was covered in frost and I used to get down to pray and seek the face of God and keep dedicating my life to him and saying, oh Lord, will you take me and use me? Will you take me to bless men and women? Oh God, will you just touch me? And I thought I'd got to do all this. Now I'll tell you something. I think the lines are still across my feet. I grew as it were like warts across my feet. You've heard of hard skin growing under people's feet. Well, hard skin grew on the top of my feet from the hours of praying and fasting and praying and crying to God. And you know, I was so tired in my body, I couldn't, I just couldn't, you know, as it were, I just couldn't let myself sleep because I thought that all heaven was demanding more and more of me. So when, you know, I used to come down to pray and I'd find myself going to sleep, I used to take myself out into the highways and the byways. And I could see the mornings now when the trees was covered in snow and ice. And I used to walk with very little clothing on so that the, the frost would keep me awake and I was crying to God, Oh God, will he take me and use me? 
And all the time God was saying, I want to use you. I want to use you. But you just keep asking. You say, I was just asking. I was taking the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. I was studying to find out more about the Antichrist. More about that beast who was going to draw the third part of the stars out of the heaven. I wanted to know all about him. I wanted to know about the Antichrist. I wanted to know about the tribulation. Who was going to go through the tribulation? Were the saints of God going to be left behind at the coming of the Lord? I wanted to know all these things until God said to me, Are you looking to be in the tribulation? No, Lord. Then don't study the tribulation. And I thank God for the day when he opened my eyes to the new Jerusalem. And like Martin Luther King, he said, I couldn't care less what you do to me now. I've seen the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's what God did when he set me free. I saw the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Coming down as a bride prepared for her husband. Hallelujah. And that vision is clear to me tonight, brothers and sisters. But you know, I remember that night when I went into a meeting just like this. Where men and women was free and I wasn't. Oh, I challenge any man to touch anything in my life. You couldn't have come and touched a thing in my life. I made sure of that before God. That no man could say that I was an adulterer, a thief, a liar or anything. I made sure that there was nothing like this that you could touch me on. And under this same garment of my own righteousness, I walked into a meeting of glory folk, clothed in my own righteousness. All the thou shalt not. And I used to challenge brothers, do you watch the television? You're as bad as them that are on it. Do you smoke? You'll go to hell with your fags. Do you drink? I used to tell people all these things. I couldn't come into contact with any man without telling him. I'd say, listen, you can sing your way into hell, you can dance your way into hell, you can smoke your way into hell, but none of these things will ever get you out of it. This was my ministry, a ministry of condemnation and self-righteousness. But you know, I walked into a meeting this night and people were dancing and singing and praising the Lord. I was right out of it. I couldn't enter in. I was like a man lost. What's all this, Lord? People rejoicing and the free and I'm lost. I'd got nothing of it. I didn't know this realm of rejoicing. I didn't know that God loved me like this. I didn't know that God could put in this place love and peace and joy. Nobody ever told me that there was such a realm of glory. Oh, I knew all about the monastery life. My sweetheart's here tonight and in them days I was really in love with her and I still am in love with her. But you know, we had a a little home, we had a little house of our own, but we sold it all. We gave everything that we had and we went to live by faith in a monastic life. We weren't allowed to have any pocket money. We weren't allowed to have sweets. We weren't allowed to have any luxuries. We weren't allowed to wear coloured clothes. The sisters had to dye the frocks, to dye them grey. We had nothing like that. We had no television, no newspapers, no radio. We was allowed nothing. 
We had to live as brother and sister be, and everything was pointed out to the word of God like Paul said. If you're married, be like them that have no wives. Give yourselves over to the faithfulness of the preaching of the gospel. Live by faith. Put your hand to the plough. Never look back. All these things. But now, here was something new. I saw brothers and sisters with a radiance on the face. And I'd got nothing. Nothing at all but clothed in my own righteousness because I'd made sure that there was nothing wrong in my life. Oh, there was nothing wrong in that. Would you see, I didn't know that God had given me a robe of righteousness of his own. I didn't know there was such a ministry of no condemnation. I didn't realize that Jesus said, I have given unto you a ministry of reconciliation to reconcile men and women to Christ. All I had was a ministry of condemnation. But this night I remember all God really spoke to me. And in a moment of time, God changed the desires of my heart. God did it. I didn't do it. God did it. He changed the desires. I suddenly desired to have what these brothers and sisters had. The love and the joy and the peace. And you know, God started to speak to me through that minister that night. And he challenged me. And he said, are you prepared to step over that wall of tradition? Are you prepared to get out of the religious rut that you've got into? And all my heart cried out and said, yes, Lord. And I remember that man pointed to me and he said, do you realize, brother, that you have just said yes to God? Are you willing to stand against the pastors and the teachers of your own ministers? Are you willing to stand against them when they come and tell you that you're wrong and that the gospel that you're beginning to preach is a false gospel? Are you willing to stand against them in my name? And I said, yes, Lord. And I remember that man pointed to me again and he said, you've just said yes to God. But this time I was beginning to cry and pour out my heart before God. You know, as I walked out of that meeting that night, I began to laugh. I began to laugh. And I laughed just like Alan was laughing tonight. I was probably an idiot to other people. And I didn't realize that this was a touch of God. The word of God says, and the God in the heavens shall laugh. And I was laughing now. For the first time in my life, or in my Christian life, was really beginning to laugh. And I laughed and I laughed and I laughed all the way back for mile after mile in that back of that little van. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> it did serve me right, Henry. I didn't know it was serving me right, but you know, I went back into the mission. And I told them that God had set me free. And straight away, the ministers that did it, they got me into the bedroom. And I'll tell you something that my pastor... My head pastor was a man that ministered to Henry and set him free. That man could quote to you and you talk about Bible teachers. I tell you that man's gone to glory now. But he could take the word of God. He could preach to you from the word of God and never open it. You'd never see him pick up a Bible. He could quote it from Genesis to Revelation. And when you challenged him on it, he could take you right through the Bible without even looking at it with such a man as this. And such a man as this got me and he told me that I was wrong. And yet as I stood before him like a little schoolboy, 
every answer, every answer came from heaven. And he was confounded. Confounded. Do you know what that man said to me, and very humbly? And that man at that time had 3,000 full-time missionaries on the mission fields in India and Ceylon. That same man controlled thousands and thousands of people. That same man was one of the leading ministers in the Pentecostal movement. That man very humbly said, Brother, Brother, I witness that what God has given you is from heaven. And everything that you've told me will come to pass. You see, while I was speaking to him, he bowed his head in prayer. He was seeking the face of God. And I would that when we're speaking to you, brother and sister, I would if you've come to this meeting probably for the first or the second time, you, you don't really believe in what we're telling you. I would challenge you to bury your head in prayer and seek the face of God and he'll show you the glory of the Lord. Yes. You know, I felt God and I thank God for the day when I came into contact with Henry. And I'm not just patting him on the back. I say I thank God for Henry every day. I thank God for the men who ministered to him. You know why? Because he encouraged me to tell me that which is in me to go and give it out. Not just to sit under the ministry of others, but to go and give and to give. Give and it shall be given unto you. And I found this. And you know, there's, because somebody told me that Jesus loved me and because I was saved, I've seen others go on to be blessed and to be saved and all my family, and there's a lot of them here tonight. And I've been wanting to do something for a long time, Henry, and I'm going to do it tonight. Do you know there's a time when God gets you in a corner? Do you know this? There's a time when God gets you in a corner because he loves you. I'll just quickly tell you how God does this. You know, there was a time in my life when I wouldn't listen to God. He was dealing with something in my heart and I didn't want to pray because I knew that the moment I got down to pray that I'd be delivered and I didn't want to be delivered. I didn't want to be. It sounds silly, but I didn't want to be delivered from this thing. And I was putting one of the children to bed. It was Andrew there with them big earphones stuck on his head. It was Andrew. He was only a little fella and I was just tucking him up in bed. And I'd, I, I could feel this hard shell, shell built round about me. And I was determined that nothing was going to make me pray. God wasn't going to touch me. I was having this, you know, going through this time in my life. It was just something I was passing through. And I was tucking that little fella. He's a big fella now. But I was tucking him into bed. And I was just going out of his bedroom. And a little boy said from under the blankets, Daddy, shall we pray? Daddy, shall we pray? Can you see God got me in a corner with a little fella? And I knelt down to pray with him. And God delivered me. You see, God got me in a corner. But tonight what's really moving on my heart is that I want David to come out here and I want you to all pray with me as I pray for him because I just want him to be caught up at the coming of the Lord. Come on, son. You folk keep praying because I'm going to go there and pray for him because he really needs the touch of God in his life. Put your hands upon one another, brothers and sisters.
There's a magic power of contact as we put our hands upon one another. God is doing a wonderful work. You may not see the result yourself, but by faith we do these things. And God always honors faith to bring deliverance. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's victory tonight. Glory be to God. Hallelujah.
Thank you for such a wonderful blessing. Amen. We give you all the praise and all the glory. For Jesus' sake, amen.